Welcome to Zach and Steve Have a Podcast. I'm Zach. I'm Steve. It's good talking to you, Steve. It was good talking to you. We <laughs> already had like a 20-minute conversation before we started recording, <laughs> which is rare. Yeah, we, we usually just get right into we it. We save a lot of stuff, typically, uh, for for the podcast. Yeah, I, I had an unfortunate event happen to me this morning. What, what was your unfortunate event? So I was running a little bit behind to come here for our podcast, and I'd forgotten to put on deodorant. Okay, so, that is that, an unfortunate a, error. Sometimes, sometimes you, you have to go back home if you forgot about the deodorant. Goodness put it gracious, back on. man! Are you how no. fast do you perspire? It's, it's thirty degrees outside. <laughs> it's a little chilly. So I, I'm like, oh no, I've got. So I ran back inside. And have you ever been to the end of the deodorant stick? Yes. When the if if I don't, it's like the little plastic piece that you can see like the the bottom portion. Yes. So I use the the white. Like actual is that is that the antiperspirant? I don't use like the gel stuff or the roll. Well, I thing. mean, I antiperspirant use... can come in several different forms, but like there's deodorant, which is just helps you smell better, and then there's antiperspirant, which <laughs> this is st- a great topic to start. Our this podcast. Is, uh, you started this. You started this. <laughs> well, I got the white the white like, stuff. You, here, this is how it went. It's actually I got a good story to start things off. I'm like, okay, buddy, I trust you. And then you get immediately into BO. <laughs> well. So thank you. You're welcome. So I go to put my deodorant on, and I was at the very end of my white stick, okay? So I, I take, oh, take my shirt, apply the deodorant on my right yeah. side, yes. the, the first side here, and the deodorant explodes, what do you mean? How does it explode? <laughs> like the like the white deodorant stuff just like disintegrates into a million pieces inside How my bad shirt. Do you smell? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, just got really close to that. It's like oh no! And like the, the, the it's explodes. like a Death Star explosion. <laughs> Boom! But have you ever had the deodorant where the top like falls off whenever you like when you're at the very end? Of the deodorant is, is you look at me like it's, it's a foreign okay, well, topic. I, I, I typically I've I've used gel. Okay, you're a gel guy. I, I have been a gel man. I, well, I maybe I should I'm, go I'm back. Using, to the gel. I'm using a stick for the first time in a long time. Yes. Uh, when you get to really the end like. of the stick, sometimes the, the it, it comes off. Yeah. So it gets in there. Not only does it come off, mm-hmm. it explodes into a million little white I've never, deodorant. I've never, <laughs> never. Like you're talking like this is just like what happens to everybody, right? Like we're talking to our, well, that's uh, why to this our, is... our, our listening our, our base of people, and they're like, oh, what... yeah, like 99 percent of the people are going to be. There's born. going to be people in the comments that say, yes, this has happened to me in before. The comments, yeah. dude. You know how many comments we've gotten? <laughs> Three. One. One. Nice. And guess what it was? It said awesome. <laughs> and guess who it was? Who? My mom. <laughs> so hi, mom. <laughs> Please thanks thanks for listening. So this deodorant explodes, and, it, and so it's inside my shirt. And when I say explodes, there must have been 35 little pieces of white, like, squishy deodorant stuff. Okay? Okay. And so I'm, like, panicking. What? Yes. So I'm, like, go, like flipping my shirt, and this stuff is just falling out all over the floor. Okay. And I'm like, what, what do I do? So as I'm going about like finishing getting ready, I heard. stick my hand in my pocket, and there was some in my pocket, <laughs> like got all over my fingers. But this time it's getting warm, right? So it's like getting it's getting warm because it's like, in my pocket. It's like like my body oh, heat oh, is making this it's deodorant. melting it. It's melting in your it. pocket. Yes, and so I stick my hand in there. It gets all squishy all over my fingers. Like, oh, what is this? In like that was a panic moment. What is this in my pocket? Yeah, what? And I pulled it. It's deodorant. So then I'm I'm trying to get my jacket on, and I like 
move my sleeve a little bit and another piece comes out like of my sh- like my shirt this has never <laughs> happened in the history of mankind like you're talking about this and you're trying to normalize this <laughs> insane event that happened at your house this i have you deodorant this everywhere so many times well the usually like the head will like unscrew off the deodorant like the, like, the little carriage p- yes piece. the thing that has the deodorant like attached to zach, it zach you know you can give up on a stick of deodorant <laughs> i use it i forget you got like, i forget if, to if get you new need stuff to get to that point <laughs> I'll help you. I'll buy you some new deodorant so you don't have to ever experience this ever again. So, like, I keep, like, going like this, and little pieces keep falling out everywhere. Like, it, it literally disintegrated inside my shirt when I went to apply this deodorant stick. So, yeah. and now I got, like... Got deodorant. You didn't I change. smell really good. I got deodorant everywhere. Why would I change? Oh, my goodness. That's the end of this, is that you didn't even change your clothes? It's it. Yeah, I'm just I just my whole body smells good. Goodness gracious. Uh, So which leads us to our next thing, which is uh, we're starting a Patreon for our podcast. A Patreon? Patreon. uh, So we can get funds so we can give you (laughs) money to buy deodorant before we ever get to this point again. I'm just kidding. We never. Well, have, we will I never just, take. I just funds forget for this to like get and buy new deodorant. I get to the end and I have to y- just keep using that last little bit. Please don't do that. <laughs> like, just throw it away, man. <laughs> throw it away. I I've been using um no lie because you see these dumb commercials all the time. But um, it's the they had it at Walmart. It was the Doctor Squatch. Yeah, yeah. Deodorant. It's, the it's like a it's like a bar of soap or something. Or no, is that not the soap? The, not the soap. I'm talking about they have deodorant okay. too. And yeah, I'm just using soap. That's my deodorant. <laughs> I'm itchy all day. Um, but no, it's uh, it's a good, it's nice deodorant. I really like it. But it's not antiperspirant. Ah. I don't like antiperspirant, man. You like you just like sweat stains. Well, I mean, I don't I don't want it to stain, but you know, I don't I don't like all those chemicals and stuff that are in. Hmm. I gotta take better care of myself, Zach. That's true. Like my doctor just said, <laughs> you went to the doctor. My doctor had, told me I need to take better care. Of you myself. had a checkup. That's yeah, how many times. <laughs> She yeah, said, how many times do you work out a week? And I said, zero. And she said, well, how about we bump it up to three? <laughs> I'm like, deal. It's probably, probably fair. It's like, I, I, is that even a negotiation? Could I have been like, how about two? And <laughs> yeah. you've been like, yeah, that'll be. That'll be. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. you come back with, how about one? And then one. you like settle on two. One. Yeah, two, two, two. I feel like we won. I feel like I won, <laughs> you won. Like, this is a co- good compromise. <laughs> now, this week, uh, well, th- some exciting news. Yes. Because we were talking about your haircut before before we started recording. Yeah. Uh, I got to schedule my first haircut yes, you for are, next week. Yes, you are spr- sprouting little hairs on top I, of your head I, again. It's been 10 months since I've had a haircut because I started shaving my head in, in March. Actually, late February, um, I started shaving my head. It's been that long. It's been that long. You and scared some children with that, let me tell yeah, you. Yeah, 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 yeah. So, but I just, you know, through talking to my my wonderful wife. She said it's time to grow well, she, she's always been, she she said, you look good, but I would love for you to have your hair until you actually, like, lose it, lose it. And then you could shave it all you want. I said, okay, fine. So I decided to just grow it back. And now it's finally long enough for me to get my first haircut in a long time, and I'm also trying to convince Zach to go to my barber. Yeah, we can, we can have we can just like do the podcast from there. We like, oh, like you know how much fun it would be <laughs> barbershop to do a podcast. barbershop. No, because it would we would uh, like it, we it would not be a Christian podcast at that point. Yeah. I, don't, I don't know if we can get it clean enough in my barbershop. <laughs> um, not that it's a problem for me, but you know, people talk. Gotcha. People talk. Gotcha. I don't think it would be appropriate. So anyway, uh, so. The, the the finality of a saga that we've been covering. 
Is this the Tootsie Pop saga? This is the Tootsie Pop saga. <laughs> um, so this week I received my... That came my, pretty quick. My, it was really quick, So, which makes me think I was the only one that ordered <laughs> one of these. My my action figure came in. Like my Steve Mikulski X-Wing fighter action figure came in. Uh, and so when I got it, I opened it up. I take a picture. And we're actually going to have a picture of it in the show notes because I'm sure everybody was along for the ride. They want to know, what does this dumb thing look like? And it's not great. <laughs> <laughs> Looks pretty shiny, I thought. It's, it's very shiny. Uh, yeah, it's it's straight. I mean, there's aspects of it that I, it, it's not horrible. It's not horrible. But, but it's not great either. <laughs> and the, the thing that got me about it was, which I thought was really funny, was, okay, so one of the options was you pick your hair color, and yeah. I picked black. Yeah. Right? Because I have black hair. That's yeah. the, so I get the figure, and they put salt and pepper into my <laughs> black hair. I'm like, well, that's not fair. Like, you don't just to, to make that assumption. Assume. Yeah, they, yeah, they just assumed it. it. But, I mean, if you looked at my beard... And my hair, when I took the pictures, there's obviously salt and pepper in my hair. Uh, not that you could really tell on the top of my head, but in my beard, you could see it. So, like, I bet you this guy will appreciate it to make him look <laughs> his actual age. And so, yeah, so I got it. And But here's the deal, Zach, and I didn't tell you any of this. Oh, this okay. is a recent development. But, um, you know, I was I, – I had been – been doing a lot of, a lot of soul searching recently. What happened to the elbow of your – is that from is that from no, your deodorant? Does no, your deodorant bleach this your? A, this is just an old sweatshirt with a bleach stain on it. Thank you, a, thank a, you, thank you for bringing that to nice everybody's sweatshirt. attention in the world. Once again, our Patreon <laughs> get Zach some deodorant and a new hoodie. Uh, I'm just kidding. Um, so, but no, I've been doing some soul searching about who I am, and we've talked about legacy a lot on this podcast, and uh, I think we've talked about the, even the seashell story, right? Of like. What do we want our legacy to be? Like, do we want it to be this collection of things? And I was in my man cave. I was sitting there. I was watching the TV. And above my TV, you know, are all these figures that I've collected over a long time. And I, 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 I felt like the Holy Spirit was telling me, it's time, it's time to give this up, man. It's time to give this up. And so I did that. I boxed them all up. And they're down in my basement now. And I put an end Okay. To that chapter of my life, which was weird, but like I feel like it, it, it becomes such a compulsion for me that I felt like I needed the end. So I finally get this figure that I've been waiting for. <laughs> is it the only one that's up, or is it? In it's the not box? gonna. Go, I mean, it's not technically going to go up for a while because it's. Once again, I'm going to use the word technically twice because, and I meant to use it in for this sentence. It's technically a Christmas gift ah. that Sarah allowed me, but I, I. It's not like she could have ordered it when I was sleeping. You know, like she scans my face while I'm sleeping. <laughs> she could have. Yeah, it would have been hilarious. <laughs> so um, what was I saying? Um, so I get this thing that I've been waiting for. And then I, I, I don't know. I don't think that was the thing that made me come to this conclusion. But uh, I was like, it's time. What am I doing? Like, what am I doing? Like why am I why am I spending so much time and effort on something so something that's never get, going to give back to my life at all? It all it does is take. And I was thinking about like the whole idea of even like you know that your possessions end up possessing you, especially when it comes to collecting things. 
I struggle so, and we talked about this weeks ago about collecting things and my struggle with it. And I'm like, I got a handle on it. I didn't have a handle on it. Uh, if anything, it was getting worse. And I, I, there was like no end in sight. Um, and so I was just like, okay, it's time. It's time. And so that was it. That was it. I boxed it up. So how do you feel? Uh, fine. Fine. Uh, the nice thing is I put pictures up um, of my family, like on the, on the shelves where all that stuff was. And that's what, that's what I should be focusing more on. I mean, it's my man cave. It's supposed to be uh, the rest of our house is dedicated to the, that, my, my wonderful family. But I'm like, no, nah, it's like, it needs to be more all encompassing. So I'm turning like, so my man cave is now more of a, our, uh, another family room gotcha. for us to gather, watch movies, all that kind of stuff. Cause it has, you know, we have the TV out there and sound, you know, sound bar and everything. It's, it's just got a cool movie theater kind of feel to it. Nice. But yeah, I, I was just, I'm like, you know what? I'm done. I'm done. And I've always well, good been for like, you. I've always been a cold Turkey kind of guy. When I quit things, you I do. Just, I just quit. What do you mean? That's just your You're, MO. Are you making fun of me? I'm not making fun of you. Of are you not. mocking me? <laughs> no, but no, that's definitely true. You, when when you quit something, it's not a gradual thing. It's yeah. I'm done. I'm all. I'm an all or nothing kind of person. I'm, I'm as black and white as it comes. It's like it's yes, no, right, wrong, done or doing. That's it. Do or do not. Yoda, which he's in that box too. <laughs> <laughs> Boxed up Yoda. <laughs> Boxed up little Yoda. He's in there. I'm imagining there. It's like a Toy Story situation. <laughs> yeah. They're all battling each other. <laughs> You're going to have to open it up every once in a while and see if they're in the exact same position. <laughs> If yeah. not, you're going to know that's exactly what's going on in there. Yeah, dude. Yeah, I, I know that's what's happening. <laughs> well, how many times I've come out to the man cave and I've found like one of the figures falling over. I'm like, there was a battle in here last night. And it's, <laughs> it's always the villains. <laughs> they're always they're, on the ground. They're always on the ground. I'm like, ah, that's what Master that's what you get for, Yoda. That's what you get for being a villain. Master Yoda. You did that. <laughs> yeah, that's funny. Anyway. So, yeah, that, that, that's been it. And, but like, you know, my, I don't know. I, I feel like. I feel like God's been doing a lot of, and I'm 37. Like you would think and hope that a lot of this work would have already been done in my life, but I don't, I wasn't allowing it to happen. And uh, I finally feel like I'm getting to that place where God is. I mean, we've talked about the stretching that it's been over the past several months and even year uh, of, of me. Uh, and I hate to just talk about myself. It's, it's more, I'm, I'm trying to point to the idea that like we have to give ourselves to God to allow him to do this work in us. It doesn't just happen. We have to make ourselves available. And the crazy thing, is, this th- this is the crazy thing, Zach. Right. Ready? Yeah, I'm ready. The more I've been studying and, and the more I've been in God's word and allowing it, allowing it to just wash over my life and my heart and my mind, it's been changing me. What? I, isn't it insane? It's like the most insane thing that I could possibly throw out there. This is the most controversial topic we've ever had. I can't believe. I mean, it's not like you haven't taught that forever. I know, right? Like, and I, I've, I've real. And it's not like this is the first time I've ever realized this. I've had this realization several times. Um, but it's. I feel like you know, it takes hold more every time I come back to it. Um, and uh, you know, it's just it's been refreshing um, and, and nice, like yeah. to feel feel all that more free, truly free than what I thought was freedom, which yeah. was like just getting to do whatever I want, right. which is another thing I've taught all the time. Like we think that if I have free will to do whatever I want, I can make myself happy. And that's not the case at all. 
Like everything, everything in the Bible is is counter to what what's countercultural. Exactly. And that's why, Zach. Yeah. I thought today. All right. We could talk about the Beatitudes. Okay. The Beatitudes. <laughs> the Beatitudes. You want to drop a fresh beat on these Beatitudes? <laughs> well, I, that's a that's a community reference. I, I don't know what that yeah, is. Yeah, you wouldn't get it. No but way. I was thinking about the attitude that you had to show to your bees in order to <laughs> for them for them to know that you're the boss. The so, B, the I B have ad, I have B attitude. You do have B attitude. I have yes. You have to B, have that confidence. B hyphen attitude. Yes. yes, I do. And you know what, man? They gone. They they all gone. Yeah. I I blew the one up. What? The one, the one was just like your standard warfare, and the other one was chemical warfare. I, I, they're all gone. I, that, that's not the beatitudes we're talking about. No, it's not the. That's not the beat. And let me tell you guys, be confident when you're facing bees. They can sense. It's like the worst dad joke segment we've ever done. They, but they can sense. They sense fear. Yes, they do. I don't know if that's true. I think it is. I think there's something about it. There's like some sort of chemical thing that they could sense. They pick up on. They know because they know that they're in trouble. I think that's more or less it. What are you laughing about? Just whenever my kids know they're in trouble, they change right away. Yes, come, they dad do. comes in there with his attitude that's like, Ooh, you know, oh gosh, I'm going to stop what I'm doing now and not going to try to, you know, continue yeah. to be bad. Let me ask you this. Your kids constantly apologize and then go right back to doing the same thing. I think that's called humanity. <laughs> I, I yeah, think, I guess I'm not free yeah, of that. I do yeah. that. I think we just had to talk for 10 minutes about how we do the exact same thing. <laughs> I'm always going to get that deodorant down to the last little bit. Oh, yeah. That's hilarious. Yeah, no, the, Luke, I, I love my son. Like, <laughs> he's like, like we've talked about before, our sons are two extremely intelligent young men. Um. But sometimes so- social things. Yeah. As far as like, if I do this thing, it might not. It even though it might benefit me, it might not uh, not be accepted by everybody. It might not make everybody happy. Um, and so we've been working on that with Luke because he always has this attitude of like he does something, and then we're like, dude, that's not fair. I'm sorry. Well, no, no, but you said sorry before. You understand what sorry means. <laughs> He's like, I, I think so. I'm like, well, explain it. I don't know what it means. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like it's. So we we had that talk with them again. Anyway, I don't know what that had to do with anything. <laughs> we're talking about B attitude. <laughs> my son's my son's definitely got B attitude. I don't <laughs> think that kid ever sweats about anything. <laughs> have, have you does Ellie get worked up about things? Sometimes. Okay. He gets worked up sometimes. He just comes out with these random zingers every once in a while. Yeah. He, he came up to me the other day, yesterday, with this thing that I'd never thought about before. What's that? He goes... Is it a dad joke? No. Well, kind of. He goes, hey, do you realize Adam and Eve didn't have a belly button? And I was like, never thought of that. I was like, what? I was today old when I realized that. I was like, who told you that? He was like... uh, uh, no one. I just thought of it. I'm like that didn't. You just didn't just think of that. Uh, Luke's been talking about that too. Oh, right, yeah. te- I was gonna say. So like, I'm not saying Luke gave him the idea. Those two have been they've m- been mulling that over. I was, yeah. gonna, I was thinking about how he, what knowledge he would have to have about human development to realize that 
<laughs> that if Adam and Eve didn't have a belly button, that makes sense mm-hmm. because of, you know, human, you know, reproduction, right? Yes. <laughs> and I'm thinking, how he doesn't know that stuff? How in the world did he... I'm like whacking everything. everything I know, around. like Zach's about to take flight <laughs> across <laughs> from me. How, how is he going to know this stuff? <laughs> I'm like, he couldn't... He doesn't possess. He's 10 years old. He doesn't possess all of this knowledge to understand that Adam and Eve did not have a belly button. And, I, and, it, and it made me think... I never thought of that before. Yeah, I, I, you know, I never gave it thought either. But, uh, but like Luke's been talking about it a lot lately. <laughs> this like, must be a our kids' son... ministry thing. We need to go talk to yeah, Tanya, Tanya and see what they're teaching. Tanya's teaching some deep stuff <laughs> in the in the kids' ministry. Yeah. Tanya is an, an awesome, yeah, like children's director. Absolutely. Like that, that if 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 you listen to this podcast and you have not found a church home, which we're assuming you come to New Life if you're listening to this yeah. podcast and are probably one of 10 people. Um our our children's ministry is off the, the charts. The best. The best. Anyway, we're going to talk about the B attitudes for real. B attitudes. What 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 minute marks this so we can tell people they can skip past all Skip our forward <laughs> to 21 minutes. So I'll just read it. All right. But like, let's give a little bit of background on what, where the Beatitudes is found. So in in the book of Matthew, in the Gospel of Matthew, the more correct way of saying that, because books are really letters throughout the entire Bible, uh, for the most part. Um, Matthew is writing about a message that Jesus gave that is that is known as the Sermon on the Mount, uh, where Jesus. Uh, is is preaching to a large gathering of individuals, and it's his most well-known message. So chapters 5 through 7 of Matthew but, uh, survey that entire message. Um, now, this was not written as Jesus was talking, but it was surveyed by so many people that they assembled all the information that Jesus talked about, that's what's given to us. But what it starts off with is this thing called the Beatitudes, um, which is, to me, this is Christianity, true Christianity in a nutshell. Outside yeah. of the foundational truth of what salvation is through Jesus Christ, who we are as believers is wrapped up, and our attitudes are wrapped up in the Beatitudes. So I'm going to read it. Yeah, read it. I'll read it. Chapter 5. Starting in verse 1, it says, Seeing the crowds, he went up to the mountain, and when he sat down, his disciples came to him. And he opened his mouth and taught them, saying, Blessed are the poor in spirit, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. Which is, we're starting right off the bat, he's talking about the poor. Um, that yeah, their kingdom's not here on earth. It's it's to come. I'm not going to explain every verse. It's just I just want people to get the idea. Like everything is countercultural yep. 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 Uh, to what we typically believe. All right. So verse three, verse four. Blessed are those who mourn, for they shall be comforted. Blessed are the meek, for they shall inherit the earth. Blessed are those who hunger and thirst for righteousness, for they shall be satisfied. Blessed are the merciful, for they shall receive mercy. Blessed are the poor, uh, pure in heart, for they shall see God. Blessed are the peacemakers, for they shall be called sons of God. Blessed are those who are persecuted for righteousness' sake, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. Blessed are you when you revile and others revile you and persecute you and utter all kinds of evil against you falsely on my account. Rejoice and be glad, for your reward is great in heaven, for so they persecuted the prophets 
who were before you. And maybe over the next few weeks, Zach, we could start, we could break down the entire Sermon on the Mount. It's a fun, it's a lot of amazing information. Yeah, I mean, this is um, Jesus's big introduction in in Scripture here to his teaching, what he is coming, what he's teaching about. He's teaching about the kingdom of heaven um, in ways that should have been known to people. Yep but was all revelatory because they weren't living it out. They were so caught up in the rules yep. and not really understanding the truth and the heart behind the yeah. rules. Yeah, and that's and that's and that was the big issue is, like, people kind of ran away with this idea. is like, I got to keep the rules. I got to keep the rules. I got to keep the rules. And from the very beginning, God, God gave the rules with the intention that you're going to need me first to follow the rules. But instead of their, them, like trusting and following God, they're just like, follow the rules, follow the rules, follow the rules. And that's what we do a lot of times as people. It's like, we just think it's a whole book of rules. And it's the heart behind it. And I mean, so much in Jesus's ministry is directed directly towards the Pharisees, Mm -hmm. who were the religious elite, who were kind of imposing their restrictions and rules among the upon the masses. Yeah, it, right? it, it was lording over the illiterate in a lot of ways. Like, they knew things, and they could get people to bend to their whims and will because they couldn't defend themselves. Right, and so he would be teaching things on the Sabbath, and he would be healing people on the Sabbath, and that was sacrilegious, you know? On the mm-hmm. Sabbath, we do nothing. We can't even, you know... You know, you can't even walk through a, a field and, and pick grain. Like, his disciples were getting yelled at for that but by these Pharisees. You can't do that. But what he was doing was he was showing the heart behind the rules that were given. Yep. He's healing people. He's helping people through difficult situations on, on, on the Sabbath day because <clears throat> it's any other day, because he loved those people, and he wasn't making a distinction between this day or that day to love people. He was loving people every day. Mm-hmm. And that's not what the people were doing. They, the Pharisees were doing. They were they were so caught up in the rules mm-hmm. and perfecting that that they were missing the heart behind it. And the heart is, is the people, God's yep. love for his people. And, and that's what this is full of here, are people who are seen as less downtrodden, you know, outcasts, but those who seek God to be lifted up and, mm-hmm. and to... Um, they, they they are not relying on themselves, they're relying on God. God's their only hope. God is their desire, their hope. Their, yeah. Not their only hope, but they turn towards God instead of turning towards um, things that other people tor- turns toward. I mean, he, yes. God is all of our hopes and yes. our only hope, right? But it, it's it's the decision. It's the choice. It's it's the, you know, hey, I am going to follow you instead of follow what everyone else is telling mm-hmm. me to do. And I'm in a position being poor in spirit or or not a lot of money or, you know, whatever what the things here, meek, you know, yeah. those who are struggling in a way. And they're crying out because, you know, I, I don't know what else to do. I'm going to give this to you, God. And it's mm-hmm. those who have the heart that say, I don't need to do this by myself. I am going to allow God to come in and, 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 and just work his will through me. Yep. And I think so many people who are well off and, and think they can do it all by themselves reject God, even in a, in a, not even in a knowing way, but just in a, hey, I can do this by myself, and they're not seeking God daily, and, um. they're, and they're missing God working through the, their life as they should be allowing him to do. And, and this is what Jesus is saying here. The rules, the rules are there, and, and there's another spot where he says, you know, 
not even one pen stroke of the law is going to be you know wiped out. The, the rules are there, and God gave us the rules. The rules yeah. are good, but you're missing the heart behind it, and that's what I'm here to teach that was you. the whole thing. Yeah, yeah. so and I think one of the common misconceptions about what Jesus came to do was to rid us of the law and introduce just grace. And he's like, no, no, like it's, you need to live by the, the law because it's the guidelines of life, but you have grace yeah. in it because you're not going to be perfect. <clears throat> um, but let, let's start. Thank you for, for that, Zach. And let's, let, let's start breaking this down just a little bit by a little bit, just let's talking about like, what, what were we talking about when it says blessed? I mean, blessed in and of just itself. And I, I, some people translate this uh, as being happy, it's not happy. No. It, it is, but it isn't, uh, because it's far grander than happiness. We're getting to... Blessing is almost uh, receiving of joy, Yeah. Um, because it, it goes far beyond something that's fleeting. When I think of happiness, I think of, like, uh, you know, my, my issue with buying action figures, for example. The Steve which, Mikulski action figure. You were happy when that thing came. I was happy. But guess what? After a few minutes... I was no longer happy. I'm always looking for the next thing. And that's what happiness is. Happiness is fleeting. But but we live in a society that's always telling us, you just long to be happy. And I've even done, there was even, you know, teen series that we did uh, years ago that th- there was that, that was the translation. It's like, happy are those? No, 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 no. Because this is, let's give this the respect that it's due what Jesus is talking about here. It's blessed are those. When blessings were given, like we talked about this, I don't know how many weeks ago, episode, we didn't say what episode this was at the beginning of the, the episode. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. <laughs> but but probably 20 episodes ago, we talked about the blessing that was given from father to son. Yeah. Um, you stuck your hand under your thigh. Yeah, here, put your hand under my thigh <laughs> so I can bless you. That's that's what they. That's what we see Isaac do to, to uh, what he thought was Esau, but it was actually Jacob. Yeah. You're doing good, buddy. You're doing good. Zach's just grabbing a, a study Bible because that's that's what we do. Yeah, I got my study Bible right here in front of me, and hopefully you guys do too, at home. We that's been our big push this year, yep. is getting kids to understand and use their their study Bibles. And if you don't have a study Bible and you attend New Life, I want you to come talk to me because I have a billion study Bibles uh, that are brand new that I, I would love to you know put in your hands if you're looking for one. Um, and also give me an indication of who's listening to this. Anyway, uh, <laughs> you come talk to me. But let's talk about this blessed being uh, something that is is everlasting. A blessing given is is something that is once a blessing was given. So when when Isaac gave his blessing to Esau, it couldn't be revoked. It couldn't be taken back. It was given to him, even though it was mistakenly given to the wrong son. It was given. And that was it. That's why Esau hated Jacob so much or wanted, you know, or why Jacob was at least afraid of Esau seeking revenge on him. Because the blessing, once it's given, it can't be be taken back. And that's why he's saying, blessed are those from God who are poor in spirit. Now, what are we talking about poor in spirit? Well, here in my study Bible, it's saying poor in spirit (laughs) are those who recognize their need of God's help. Yeah. Like it's. You're my, you're, you're my, you're, you're, you're my it. You're my all in all. You are the, the opposite. Would be proud. Yes, proud are those. No, like, oh yeah, proud in spirit. I'm sorry. Yes, yeah. like those who just boast in themselves. He's saying the poor in spirit, those who need help. What is theirs? The kingdom of heaven. And we talk about we use the word kingdom a lot too, like bringing God's kingdom 
here. Well, yeah, that that, that in in a sense, yes, in a spiritual sense, yeah, we could bring the kingdom of God. We could experience the kingdom of heaven here on earth as we gather the believers together. We use our our the instruments that God has given us, the tools, the gifts, the abilities to bless one another, to care for one another, um, to build each other up, um, to hold each other accountable. Uh, we use all those tools that God's given us, and we get a sense of what the kingdom is. It's still not the true it's kingdom. It's not fulfilled. It's not the fulfilled kingdom. Yeah, but, it's not what it's going to be ultimately right. when God, you know, when we are present with God, and it's just the celebration that's going to be for eternity. But, but, but when, go ahead. No, go ahead. But when Jesus comes, he brings the kingdom of heaven to earth, meaning he's through his life and, and his actions, he is showing what the kingdom of heaven is like and what it should be. And we did a series in junior high, it was called The Upside Down Kingdom, um, The Upside Down Kingdom of God, because the things that we feel are important here in, in our culture, like prestige and, and money and, and fame. Power. Power, right? Those aren't the things that are important in God's kingdom. Jesus is coming and bringing God's kingdom to earth. Okay, and this is what he's teaching here. So the first thing he's teaching is, you know, those who are not proud, those that, theirs is the kingdom of heaven, right? So, it, and you would think the proud people, the powerful people, they're going to be the ones who have power here on earth. But Jesus, as bringing God's kingdom to earth, like, no, you know, I'm here to serve you. I'm here to um, to to be to be less, so you can be, you know, more. Yep. And and so when he's teaching that, he's bringing God's principles here and living them out and showing us how we can do that. And through us, our our responsibility as believers is then to continue to bring this kingdom here on earth, mm-hmm. living as Christ lived. As you know, the word Christian means little Christ, right? Living like little Jesuses. Um, it was actually intended as an insult. I, I know, but that's we take At it first, pridefully. But, but now it's ours. It's like right. using the cross, yes, an instrument of death. Like that's exactly what I want to do. I want to live like Jesus. I want to love people. I want to serve people. And by doing that, you show how God God's kingdom here on earth. That's exactly. And like it. you said, it'll be fulfilled. You know, in the it'll end be times, fulfilled eventually when but Christ we comes again. But that. so we we as the 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 broken in spirit, the poor in spirit. The ones that are realizing, like, I'm not ever going to be in charge of this world or in charge of my life, and I'm, I'm just giving it all over to God, you'll get to experience the joy of the kingdom right, right here and now, which is far greater than anything this world can offer. Right. Uh, and, and it's sad because we we often refuse to give fully over to that because right. I, I think we still hold out on that lingering hope that I'll get my piece of, of this world and then I can build upon it, and then I'll be something to other people, which is like, that's the thing that we have to sacrifice. We have to say, okay, no more of that. No more living for what this world can offer me and what I could be above other people. I just want to do my part for the kingdom, for the other believers around me, and in turn, I'll be cared for, they'll be cared for, and God will be glorified, and that's all that matters. And it's Um, accepting the kingdom like a child. Jesus teaches that earlier on or later on when, when the little children are brought to him and his disciples say, don't bring these kids to Jesus. Like he, he's out here healing people. He's like, no, no, no. The kingdom of God belongs to such as these. Why? Because they accept it like a child would accept, you know, what we, we tell them as parents. They don't, they're not like, like kids joy of the simple things and accepting what we tell them as parents is, is how we should be 
viewing God and accepting the things yep. that, that he he does it. It's it's a complete 100% trust, a faith that God is going to do what he says he's going to do. And, and when I talk to the students, I always do this analogy. I say, it's like getting in the car and taking a trip to Disney World with your parents. Mm-hmm. As a kid, you are trusting 100% that you are going to make it all the way to Disney World with your parents. You you got your ears on. You're out there like you're in the back seat like super excited to get to Disney World. The parents are in the front wondering, when are we going to get there? When do we stop? We're you know, how, do you, <laughs> my kids got to go to the bathroom. Like, do we have enough oh, money gosh. when we get there? For all the different things that are going through their mind and they're not accepting this joyful thing that's going to happen like the kids sure. are in the back seat. And that's what that's what happens to us yeah. as we get you know, older and we think we can do everything ourselves and try to control everything that's going on. We have all these excuses why we can't follow God. And we try to do things our own way and worry all these things when we should be the kids in the back with our ears on listening to what God's got for us and saying, hey, I want to go to Disneyland. I want to go into God's Mm -hmm. kingdom and experience all the things that he has for us. Yep. Anyway. No, that's great, Zach. Thank you. Let's let's continue on. Um, In verse four, it says, blessed are those who mourn, for they shall be comforted. Um, and, I, I, and Jesus is saying the true joy uh, of, of, of experiencing God is that when we are at our most broken state, we will receive the peace of the Holy Spirit. And Zach and I have talked about that at length in other podcasts. I think in our, I forget what episode it was, maybe it was our tribute to Father's episode, episode three. Oh yeah. my gosh, how do it's I have this catalog ago. in my head? <laughs> Luke, Luke will say to me, he'll be like, my favorite episode is episode 12. <laughs> Like, how do you remember? <laughs> yeah, I like to say he, like they, they know yeah. their their episodes. Um, but blessed are those who mourn, those who are brokenhearted, they will be comforted. One of the loneliest things that we can experience sometimes is losing somebody or ha- going through a hardship. It, it, it can feel very overwhelming to the individual. Yeah. Um, and like, I feel like that's where a lot of our despair comes from. Like our our because like, I feel like despair is kind of the opposite of what hope is. Hope is knowing good is to come. Despair is there's not, it's like, it's bleak and it's heading into the black while hope is heading into the light. Right. Um, so in God, we will be comforted. We will experience peace. Like Zach and I have both talked about the peace that we've experienced. And I mean, we talked about losses of people that we, you know, just, that held such high, they'll be held in such high regard in our lives. Uh, we, you know, Zach talking about his, his father and me talking about my grandfather and the peace that God gave us yeah. in both of those scenarios to, to be, to have strength, which is like, is an absurd thought thinking about at our most broken, we can be strengthened. Yeah. Uh, but it only comes from God. We're, we're blessed. We see the joy in the morning, not in, not in mourning, in the, right. In, Grieving, right, right. Morning. I'm, I, I, sh- I, I didn't mean to say join the morning. <laughs> it's a song. Or like it you're is. singing it, out. but it's a common saying. Yeah, um, but it makes me think. Blessed are those who mourn, for they will be comforted. And like you said, it, it's at our lowest times when we are our our walls are broken and and the and all of the the structures we have set up around our heart to kind of do things on our own. When those get torn down. A lot of times, that's when we experience Jesus at, at our at, at the deepest levels, at the, at the rawest, mm-hmm. truest sense. And yep. so, blessed are those who mourn, for they will be comforted. When I'm in a state of mourning, that's when Jesus comes in, and I feel Him at a deep level because mm-hmm. I need Him at yep. that time, in, in that way. 
And so, you know, don't go through stuff like this if, if you're struggling on your own. Yeah. And um, I and like we said before, like we have a, a catalog, a back catalog of, of other when we've talked about this at length, which I would encourage you to listen to. Um, like we've changed all the titles of the episodes too to be more helpful. So you could find like when we were talking about like going through loss and going through hurt and going through brokenness and seeing God, like we we both gave testimonies of how we've seen God working yeah. in in hurt. And I, I hope that blesses you. We're not anytime we make reference to other episodes, we're not talking about it because we're we're proud. Uh, it's that these are tools. We hope they're being used as a tool to be a blessing to you and to other people. Let's continue on. I, I like this one a lot. And it's often, I think it's mis- mistranslated a lot. Yeah. Um, Blessed are the meek, for they shall inherit the earth. Now, when we think of meekness, I think a lot of times we think of weakness. Yeah. Like, we, uh, and being meek and being weak are not the same thing. No. Because the thing is, you could be a, a, a giant, be strong, yeah. and be meek. I, I view this more as being sensitive or gentle like having a, a gentle approach in that, which people can walk all over. Yeah. And, th- and that's probably why they're referring to, like, is uh, people that were experiencing, especially the Pharisees at the time or Sadducees or any, any teachers of religious law that were just shoving their weight around because, you know, they were strong in yeah. their faith, you know, or whatever they want to say. And, you know, they, they, they've got it all together and they know the answer and, you know, they're going to lord it over you, that kind of thing. But Jesus is saying, it's good to be. It's good to be gentle. It's good to be sensitive. You're going to inherit the earth. Why? Because it's through that sensitivity, that realization, that you're going to actually draw more people to you. Yeah. And that's. I think this is even self-referential to Jesus in a lot of ways. Jesus knew everything, but he wasn't boastful. Yeah. He wasn't brash. I mean, but he was straightforward and honest. Uh, but he did. He had such a gentle approach that what he can, he can go up to anybody yeah. and talk to them. I mean, you talk about like the woman at the well, and I mean how off like you know she was kind of put off, not put off like that sounds negative, but she was almost caught off guard by the fact that Jesus was even approaching her because yeah. you know for for a vast amount of reasons. Um, but it was his gentle approach, his kindness, his love that allowed him to speak into her life. Yeah, humility. <laughs> Like submissiveness, submissiveness <clears throat> and humility. Yeah, submitting, submitting to God's rule on our life. Yeah, and you know, like similar to the other ones we talked about, not trying to do it all on our own, and like you said, being submissive, being humble, being gentle, and and not proud, boastful, arrogant, mm-hmm. in charge. Right. Yep. And it's, I. This is to me. This is one of the most key elements of a life as a believer. And I'm not saying this because I'm the most gentle person. I've made so many mistakes in being brash and being bold and uh, bold when I shouldn't be bold. Yeah, uh, I think meekness bold for a, bold for your own benefit. Yeah, bold for my own benefit. Like there's wisdom that needs to be applied in our meekness, uh, in our gentle approaches. Uh, it's not just a matter of like you know being passive. That's not what Jesus is talking about either. He's talking about people that are still willing to do the work, yeah. but they're you know like don't be af- just because you're not the one pushing your weight around doesn't mean that you can't make an impact for the kingdom. And I love that he says they're the meek are going to inherit the earth. Why? 
because those are the people that can actually get the work done. Yeah, they're the ones serving. Yep. Yeah. yeah, they're the ones serving. They're the ones that are drawing other people towards them because that's a person you could follow. Yeah. I could follow a meek person, a proud person, a boastful person. I have a hard time following people like that. It's very hard to, to follow people that are, are you know, so, so like arrogant that, you know, they're just they're right all the time and they've got it all together and all that kind of stuff. No, like a meek person. But in, in society, those are the ones that are looked down upon because they can't get the work done. It's like, and Jesus is saying, no, those are the people that are going to, yeah. to win the world over. Yeah. Not for, not for the world's gain, but for God's gain. Yeah. Um, you know, and then, I mean, you could use the old adage, you win more flies with honey than what vinegar or whatever yeah. it is. That's horrible. I'm not, <laughs> I don't know if we want to say that about people, right. but, but we're going to draw more people to us if we're loving and kind and compassionate and gentle, then if we're, hey, we're, I'm, I'm awesome, and you could be awesome too if you're more like me. Right. No, that's just, that's not going to work. Is there anything else you wanted to add to that, no, buddy? It's good. Yeah, just the idea of just being submissive to God's rule on your life. Um, blessed are the meek, for they will inherit the earth. Um, and in, in that, submitting to those kingdom principles living like Christ. And like you said, you're hardworking, you're um, loving, you're caring, you're servant. Those are the things that are important in God's economy. And they, and when you realize that, that, hey, this is going to work out in our economy as well, they won't inherit the earth. Yep. Like, yeah, yes, be meek, don't be proud, and, and you will you will excel for God's and, kingdom. And yes. And I mean, and meek people, are, are, sometimes we're going to get stepped on. Yeah, get stepped on, but that's like, but don't worry about that. Yeah, just know and trust that God's got me. Right, and that's the, all. The that last matters. will be first, and the first will be last. Right, man, we are just, we are really, we're nailing it. We're nailing, <laughs> nail, I, not the good job, man. <laughs> and there goes our meekness out yeah, the window. Exactly, <laughs> <laughs> we're doing so good. <laughs> no, that's not what I meant. I was, I was gonna say like. Uh, I forget what I was going to say now because of that. Uh, please don't stop listening. Uh, all right. So verse six says, blessed are those who hunger and thirst for righteousness for they will be satisfied. I don't know if how much of an explanation that one really, I think right. that one's very straightforward. Yeah, You, you want to do what's right. If you want to do what's right, you're going to be satisfied in trusting God. Right. He's going um, to fill you up. Yeah. He's going to fill you up. There's going to be great joy in that. Once again, going back to blessed, 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 blessed. I love that word. Like yeah. that's, just keep coming back to that. Blessed are the merciful, for they shall receive mercy. I mean, it's straightforward, but it, it, I think it does need a little bit of reiteration. If you want to receive mercy from people, if you want yeah. people to be compassionate to you, right. you need to be compassionate in general. Right. Um, and sadly, I mean, that, that's not how, once again, everything Jesus is stating is counter to the world's way of doing things. Right. If somebody wrongs me, I'm going to wrong them back. Right. And that's and, and then I'll have my way. But no, there's no satisfaction in that. Right. I, I don't know any time that I've used that mentality going years back. I'm talking about when I was uh, a cynical, snarky teenager, uh, you know, in high school, and I would use the mentality of, oh, man, if this kid wrongs me, if this dude says something to me, I'm going to say something right back. No. <laughs> I need to be compassionate. I should have been compassionate because when I say something back, I, I would just feel worse about the situation. And I look back on a lot of those situations and I feel like a, a, a total jerk. 
Right. It's like I was not merciful, and that person probably needed mercy. Uh, they probably needed kind. There's a brokenness within them. Um, if, but if, at the same time, if we want to be treated like compassionately, we have to be caring to right. people. Like we cannot have this ex- outward exterior of just of toughness and and anger and like like going back to the whole meekness talk of like we could just throw ourselves around and and you know get our way. Because people aren't going to return that in kindness, right? Um, and not that, but none of this should be done because we want things in return. It should just be done because this is what God calls us to for right. a better life, yeah, and to represent Him in, in a far greater way. Yeah, and Jesus. Um, this was the begin. The Sermon on the Mount was the beginning of Jesus' teaching, and then He'll tells tells parables later on that drive home what He's teaching, and the one about the unmerciful servant. Peter mm-hmm. comes up to him and says, Lord, how many times shall I forgive my brother or sister or sins against me? Up to seven times? Jesus answered, I tell you, not seven times, but 70 times, right? That, that means you continue. You are continually forgiving people. Mm-hmm. Um, and it says, therefore, the kingdom of heaven is like a king who, who wanted to settle accounts with his servants. And it goes through the story of a servant who comes, he's got a big debt, and the king forgives that debt. And then he's got a, so the servant then goes out and he's got a, a, an underling below him with a little debt. And he's like really mean to him and demands that he pays that debt, throws him in jail, all this stuff. And then the king comes back and, and hears about this and is like, you know, I forgive, I forgave you this enormous debt and you were unmerciful to this other person who had a little debt. You know, I, that's terrible. And then, and so then that servant gets thrown into, you know, outside of the kingdom. And so back here at, at at the Sermon on the Mount, it's saying, blessed are the merciful, for they will be shown mercy. If you are living the kingdom life, like we talked about, this upside-down kingdom life, if you aren't merciful to people, how can you expect, you know, you're not living out because because God was first merciful to you. He mm-hmm. forgave you of, of the punishment that you deserve through His grace and allows you to have this relationship with Him. And we should have that same merciful spirit to, like you said, the, the, the people in your life who, who have um, done things to you. And, and, you know, and whenever we have this, we need retribution. We need, um, we need to get what's ours, what we deserve. No, if we got what we deserve from God, <laughs> that'd be a terrible day, right? You don't want that. We don't want that. You don't want to get what you deserve from God. <laughs> exactly. So because of that, go and show that to other people in, in love like Christ did. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> if you want to see, if you want to see, get what you deserve. Watch, uh, watch Last Crusade. Yeah, Indiana Jones. <laughs> not, that's not biblically accurate at all. <laughs> um, all right, so uh, blessed are the pure in heart, for they shall see God. Yeah, um, I don't think there needs, but I love verse nine. Not, not that I'm just skipping over that, but pure in heart, it, it kind of it covers a lot of what we've already talked about. Um, the peacemakers, though. Um, yeah. Man, but I feel like now more than ever, right? Do we need to seek to be peacemakers, right? To, to be kind and care. in a world that is so divided, do we need to make a stand so firm and bold about worldly things that's going to be divisive? And I think the answer is absolutely no. Now, obviously, there's there are some subject. I'm not going to get into political things at all. I I, I I hate politics. Yeah. I'm not. I'm I, I'm I'm all about this being God's world by God's word, 
alone. Like, right. and I'm going to live Me that too. out and care about people. And that, and that's it. That's, that's my statement on politics. <laughs> it's not a statement at all on <laughs> politics. Um, but the truth is like, we, we live in such a divided world now and people, you know, uh, are, are subdividing so much. It used like division is, there's so much more division than there ever was before in our world today. Yeah. Cause there's so many subcultures and so many, like so many different groups of people that feel like they've been wronged and they've been wronged and they've been wronged instead of saying, this is, this is my thing. No, we got to do what Jesus did. Yeah. Jesus was a peacemaker. He didn't sit back and be like, look at all those people doing it. They're doing it wrong. Oh, we're yeah. doing it right. Me, right. You wrong. Like that's not, that's not being a peacemaker. That's, that's being self-righteous. Right. That's not who Jesus was. Jesus would love and care for anybody. And was he shoving things down people's throats? No. He was being compassionate to people. He wasn't like, I, I always go back to the woman who was caught in the act of adultery. He wasn't like, go and sin no more. And then he wasn't like watching her constantly. You're not sinning anymore, right? You're not sinning anymore, right? No, no. He, st- he stood in the line of fire for her. Yeah. He cared for her. And, I mean, him being God, he knows what her outcome would be. But as a human, he was just like, go and sin no more. Yeah. That was it. In the hopes that she would choose not to sin anymore. Right. Not like, you're a really bad person. This is why you got, you've done this wrong and this wrong and this wrong. You know you did that, right? She knows that. That's why yeah. she's in the situation that she's in. Yeah. People know that they have brokenness. Maybe they don't realize it. But uh, realize it in in the Christian sense, but they do they know that like there's something that's holding them back from experiencing joy in this life, right? And that's why we need to gently approach people. I mean, everything in the Beatitudes should be our approach: gently approach, be a peacemaker, show kindness, and guess what? That's gonna do win people over yeah. to Christ. When we win people over to Christ, guess who gets to do His work? The Holy Spirit. Right. comes into people's hearts, comes into people's minds. Through through the Word of God, He exposes them to the, the trueness of their sins, and then it's like, whoa! Right. It's not, that's not what I can do. I can't do that. I can't change a person like that. But God can. Right. We are part of the process. We are not the process. Right. And sadly, too many people don't understand that or ha- come to grips with that. Yeah. It's like, I, I have to, to, to tell them all the things that they're doing wrong. No. And if you tell them all the things they're doing wrong, you're going to push them away. Right. It's, it's living life not for your own benefit, but for the benefit of God and the benefit of others. Yep. And so if you're going up to other people and tearing them down, and not loving them, mm-hmm. and and you are <clears throat> doing so in a way that makes and builds yourself up. Yep, I'm winning this argument, and I'm, I'm right. I'm right. I'm right. Look at me. I know I'm the so answer. Right. You're wrong. I'm right. And that's trying to build yourself up instead of loving that person, honoring God. Yep, that's what being a peacemaker is. It's it's not it's not winning an argument. It's not proving a point. It's honoring God and loving others. Yeah, and I and I get it. Like I mean, I've, I've heard the argument that I mean, this is how this is how I love people, and it's like, okay, that's fine. But how aggressive are you being about this love? It's how you love people for whose benefit? Yeah, exactly. Is it for my benefit of knowing I did the uh, I'm I'm right, or is it like to prove? Yeah, I, I know I'm right in this. I'm going to make sure everybody else knows I'm right in this. You know, you're a sinner, right? You know, you're a <laughs> well, sinner. Yeah. Y- yes, but I. I 
the Holy, that's the Holy Spirit's job. Yeah, and that's what I'm trying to say. Yeah. Is like the Holy Spirit's going to convict you. Yeah. That's what he does best. That's right. why that's why I boxed up a bunch of action figures that I have put in I hate that I keep coming back to action figures. I'm a 37-year-old <laughs> man. And it's a sad thing to talk about, but yeah. it's the truth. It's like that was my those that was like my thing. That was my escape from yeah. the reality of life sometimes. It was like if I just I buy this and buy that and I'm happy and I'm happy and I'm collecting and it's like but all it was it was a distraction from my actual the reality of um you know, I'm doing something to numb me from the challenges of life. Anyway, I think, let's keep going. I don't know what that was. <laughs> One more. We're almost done. Yep. There's two more. Two more. Blessed are those who are persecuted for righteousness' sake, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. We talked about persecution a while ago. Yeah. Um, I don't remember what episode it was, uh, so I don't want to talk about it at length. But what persecution is and... <laughs> Is not what we're experiencing presently, right? Um, I mean, it, it, are things getting progressively worse for Christians? Yes, I would say yes. Are are we at full on persecution mode? The way that you know our brothers and sisters of 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 you know that wrote God's word yeah. uh, that recorded all this? No, yeah. not yet. Uh, not not right now. Not here. Uh, are the people that are facing it? Oh yeah, big time. Yeah, and maybe one thing we do wrong as Christians is we um, try to rule in a way to keep us from being persecuted instead of mm-hmm. loving people. You can't say that you're you're persecuting my faith. You can't say that. Um, you can't make this rule, or else it's going to, you know, make my faith. You're going to persecute me in some way. Well, Jesus is saying you are going to be persecuted on our behalf, and instead of working to keep us from being persecuted, we should be working for God's purposes in the kingdom. Yep. Maybe. That's a thought I had. That's good, Zach. Yeah. You're a smart guy, man. Hey, thanks, Don't Steve. doubt yourself. Anyway. Uh, I think we're building ourselves up a little too much. <laughs> <laughs> Last one. Blessed are you when you revile... When others... I'm sorry. When you revile... When others revile you, my, my my translation says insult. In oh, thank you, Zach. That's the thank ESV. you for your NIV. Yeah, all right. Niv, I'm, I'm using I'm using the ESV. <laughs> the as of the as of uh, and persecute you and utter all kinds of evil against you falsely on my account. Rejoice and be glad, for your reward is great in heaven. And that they persecuted the prophets who came before you. So just understand, you know, in this life, yeah, we're going to face challenges and obstacles yeah. and it's not going to be easy, right. but we have to we have to be confident in who God is. Not get overwhelmed by the world, not get overwhelmed by people that are going to tell us how we need to do this and that and the other thing. Even when it comes to being a believer, we need to live our life according to the word and the word alone. And it's helpful to have people in your life that understand it, but still, like we have to know it too so that we don't get drawn away um, from the trueness of God's word. Uh, so, like, the only way the only way to overcome any of this is to read your Bible, Yeah, oh, which is the thing that we always come back yeah, to. Yeah, getting back to where we started this and, and Steve's revelation that, man, when I'm in God's word, he works on my heart. Yeah, <laughs> <That's>, <laughs> and you know what's crazy? I forgot that I said that. <laughs> <laughs> I forgot that I said that at the top of the hour, yeah. but it's the truth. Yeah. 
It's been like when the word of God gets a hold of your heart, it transforms you. It changes you because you start seeing things the way we're supposed to see them. Um, instead of being so blinded by the world's way of doing things. And I, I'm not talking down about any, any teachers of God's word or anything like that. That, that. That's not my goal in this. But we have to put God above everything else. And the only way for us to know God is to be in his word because this is yeah. him. This is who he is. This is the closest thing we have to him speaking to us directly. Yeah. Um, and just gives us a, a, a better idea of who he is uh, to live out this life because this life is complicated and it's challenging. But when we start reading and understanding, and not just reading to read, but reading to understand, and there's a huge difference. Right. That's, why I'm, uh, that's why I've been on this study Bible kick for the past couple of months with my students is like, I don't, I've told my kids to read all the time. Yeah. You know, for years. Right. Uh, probably since the first day of this job. It's like, gotta read your Bible, gotta read and, your Bible. And you should, or else you shouldn't have a job. Yes. <laughs> and, uh, and you I do a good wa- job. I, I just want to yeah. make sure people knew yeah. that. <laughs> I feel like that's an argument I need to make right now. Yeah. Uh, I've always told people to read their Bible, but 11 years later, no, I'm just kidding. I've always been big on studying Bibles, uh, but I've, I've been just working on a new generation of kids right now. It's like a brand new batch of students. And I'm, I'm trying to get them to understand, like, why just reading to read is, is not going to be sufficient in understanding who we are to be as believers. And that's why I want to close out with saying, if you're struggling with that, talk, talk to us here at the church. If you're part of our church, come to us. And I have a study Bible. I'll give you a study Bible. That way, when you're reading and you're like, what, what does this even mean? Oh, down to here in the notes. How do you think Zach, Zach and I know all the stuff that we know? It's probably because we read it from a yeah. study Bible. It's not like we're like, you know, I pondered this <laughs> and it came upon me finally that this is what this means. No, we're not like, we're not some great theologians. We, we, we just read. <laughs> yeah. And ask the Holy Spirit to help and, yeah. and, and reveal yeah. as we do it. Exactly. Yeah. So um, I hope this has blessed you. We're going to continue on through the Sermon on the Mount, on the Mount, in the Mount. When they went into the mountain, <laughs> like like the like the dwarves and, and the oh gosh, the yeah, rings. you remember the, the we're going to get to the mine car here in a second. <laughs> they took into the mountain. Ah, oh, I miss. I can't talk. The sermon in the mount. <laughs> I I I need a lot it's, of help. It's the cave story. It's we're, the cave story. <laughs> that's that's David. Yeah, yeah, it's true. That's David. Yeah. David's in the cave. All right. Well, that's it for this. This Friday episode, we hope to to see you uh, on Tuesday. Well, we won't see you physically, but we hope that you tune in on Tuesday. uh, And we'll see you next time. I'm Steve. I'm Zach. This is Zach and Steve Have a Podcast. God bless. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.